Hello and welcome to the 19th edition of Random Pursuit on the Incomparable Network's game show, a game that discards the board and shuffles trivia cards from lots and lots of trivia games. I am your scorekeeper, Stephen Chapansky, and now your host of this and every episode of Random Pursuit, Erica Ensign. Thank you, Stephen. As always, we have a fantastic group of players that I will jump into introducing right now in the order in which they will play. That order was, as always, determined by Random.org. Uh, first up, it is one of my favorite Trivial Pursuit players. Is it wrong for me to play favorites? I, I don't care. Uh, because if we were playing with the board, this guy would play it strategically. It is the Monty of Monty and Rias versus the movies. Welcome, Monty Ashley. Hello, Erica. I'm very excited to be playing Trivial Pursuit randomly. Woohoo! All right. Second, we have a Random Pursuit newbie. It is the doctor herself from the Game of Rassilon podcast, Riley Silverman. Welcome, Riley. Hello, thank you. Our next player is also new to Random Pursuit. It is the co-host of Discovery Debrief. Welcome, Cicero Holmes. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, I think I know things. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to find out. And gosh, there are three new players in a row. All this new blood is so very exciting. Uh, This is Steven's co-host on Hockey Feels and also co-host of the Lockdown Flyers podcast. Welcome, Rachel Donner. Hello, I'm excited to know nothing but have fun doing it. (laughs) That really should be the motto for this entire show. (laughs) And finally, we again have someone with some random pursuit experience, but not all that much. Welcome back for your second game to the co-host of Most Important Meal, Brian Hamilton. Be Erica here. It's too nice. Oh, sorry. My intro got lost in random.org somehow. It's nice to be here, Erica. (laughs) It is nice to have you. Uh, Now that we've got our players, here is how this whole thing works. Random Pursuit is similar to the basic Trivial Pursuit board game, but instead of using the board, each player has their own six-sided die or a dice rolling app like Dice by PCalc. The players are going to roll their die to determine which question on the card they will answer. There is one exception to this. Checks Trivia, which I will explain if we get to one of those cards, has eight questions on a card. So I will roll my D8 if one of those cards comes up. For each question you answer correctly, you get one point. If you answer correctly, you can roll again for another question, but you only get to answer up to three questions on each turn, except for the final round when we throw out the question limit. (gasps) Yeah, gasp. So uh, remember those roll again spaces on the board that we don't use? I know Monty does. Oh, Um, they're the best thing. Aren't they? Yeah, I miss them too. So I have added a little bit of random fun to the rules. If you roll the same number two times in a row on the same turn, you get to pick which edition your question comes from. The players have a list of editions, but it is way too dang long to read on the podcast. Um, So if you happen to roll the same number all three times on the same turn, I think that's only happened two or three times in the history of this show, uh, you get to pick both the edition and the category. So we are going to play for an amount of time determined by Steven, and then we will do one last round with no question limit, and the player with the highest score at the end becomes the random champion with bragging rights that last until you accidentally lose them down the couch cushions. Um, So let's get to it. First up, it's Monty. Hello. Uh, Really quick, I just want people to know there are 30 different uh, mostly trivial pursuit uh, games included here. So this is a real, real random pursuit here. Yep. I think I've added two or three since the last time you played, Monty. I've rolled a four. All right. Your first question is coming from the Doctor Who 
uh, <sighs> Trivial Pursuit, the BBC Doctor Who. Sorry, Monty, I know that's not your favorite. Uh, I will point out that there are actually two BBC Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit editions <laughs> in the list because I am me. Um, this is the 2018 edition, which includes all of the uh, history of Doctor Who up through the Peter Capaldi era and the very first season of Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. So category four is years and dates. Not only did you pick Doctor Who, you got the worst category. I'm ready. Um, Let's go. <laughs> how many years are meant to have passed between the stories The Monster of Peladon and The Curse of Peladon? And I don't know why they ask it in that order because they are like chronologically reversed. I but. am immediately going to say 50,000. Ah, if you would have stopped before you said thousand, you would have had it. So close i guess but it's 50 <laughs> that's oh. not that close you're being very kind <laughs> yes <laughs> verbally verbally you're close in the span of time that the doctor has traveled ah. i think fifty thousand is relatively close <laughs> yeah that's true H- have there been any stories where the doctor has checked in on something fifty thousand years after the previous story um uh anytime yes. he's come to earth or going back to earth or visit earth All right. or... <laughs> that's true that is true all right, that brings us to Riley. Hey, I have a two. All right, all right. This is coming from the Trivial Pursuit 20th Anniversary Edition, which used to be my least favorite edition, but others are, are definitely creeping up on it now. Uh, category two is the pink category. That's sound and screen. Okay. So tell me, what satire gave Nicole Kidman the immortal line, quote, it's nice to live in a country where life, liberty, and other stuff Stand for something. What's satire, Nicole Kidman? Mm-hmm. Oh, um. And I will point out that this this uh, edition came out in 2002. So whatever property okay. you're looking for was from before that. Okay, so it's not her Stepford Wise remake. That was kind of a satire. Um, gosh, you know what? I, I don't know. You want to just guess a random Nicole Kidman movie or... Um, I, I know it's not Batman Forever, so <laughs> I, I, I'm great, uh, honestly at a bit of a loss for for like pre uh, pre being emancipated from Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. Like I feel like I feel like I know a lot more of her career two thousands onward than I do like eighty. Is it? Is it? It's not. I don't think she's even in this movie, but it's not Citizen Ruth, is it? It is not. It's okay. It's a movie that I don't even recognize the name of. Uh, to Die For. Oh, I do know that oh, movie. I was oh, no. going to guess no. that. <laughs> you know, and, it, and even I can, I can even tell, I know how it ends. Like she dies and she gets frozen in ice and then somebody finds her ice skating over. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Ah! Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think we're allowed to, to spoil for, movies so. from pre-2002. Yeah. And I know that I remember Season of the Witch was playing over the credits. So it's like I, I distinctly remember that moment. So great. All right. That, well, you know, you are basically getting the Random Pursuit experience right off the bat because that is usually how it works. Oh, shoot. I should have known that. All right. Cicero, it is your turn. Roll oh, die. Oh, no. Uh, one is the loneliest number that I ever rolled. <laughs> All right. Well, your question is coming from the Trivial Pursuit uh version six no excuse me volume six it's for some reason they decided that the word genus was too complicated for people at some point so they stopped calling it that and they started calling it volume six category one is people and places which scandinavian language is a close relative of hungarian 
and Estonian. Um, pick a Scandinavian uh, language. Pick a Scandinavian gvilta fish. Uh, let's see. Uh, a Scandinavian language that is close to Estonian. And Hungarian. And Hungarian. Oh, well, but of course, it is the little known language Norwegian. Norwegian. I'm glad that you at least picked a Scandinavian language, but it's actually, (laughs) it's Finnish. Ah, of course. Well, this, and so am I. This game is this starting game. like many a random pursuit game with nobody on the board yet. Rachel, right. maybe you can change that. Oh, God. That's too much pressure. <laughs> and I have rolled a one. All right. Hey, that's that's a great place to start. Your card is uh, from the 20th anniversary edition. Category one is global view because they love to keep renaming the categories. So people is that like places. geography. Yeah, basically. It's, it's about... <laughs> It's it's like people in places, but fancier sounding. So what European outfit has played Beethoven's Ode to Joy as its official anthem since 1986? The way they word some of these questions is weird. What European outfit has played? They're not talking about clothing. Oh, they're not? It's not. Like- yeah. I'm like, is this some orchestra like, like. The Viennese Symphony Orchestra is, like, the only thing I can come up with. Uh, Again, this is such a weirdly worded question. I mean, yeah, you're not even on the right track. And that is Trivial Pursuit's fault, not yours. Uh, They were looking for the European Union. Oh. 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 I didn't know they had a theme song. Apparently. It's an anthem. Anthem? Okay. (laughs) But, yeah. Outfit. I think they were looking for a really generic term because they couldn't say, you know, nation, organization. Or yeah, What's organization noun? would have been better. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like Norm Macdonald is the sort of person that would say, "Yeah, hey, some European outfit." <laughs> All right, Brian, bring us home for this uh, for this round. God on high. I rolled a three. All right. This is coming from the Star Wars. Uh, classic trilogy collector's edition. So that is. I uh, love Captain Kirk. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> so that's the original trilogy. So, quote unquote, episodes four, five, and six. Ooh, episodes one, two, and three. Oh, mm. sorry. Oh, so you're saying like Search for Spock, Voyage Home. And all <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, the even numbered ones. Uh, and what was your number again? Three. <laughs> three. All right. The category is history. What mm. were Leia's first two words after Luke revealed the secret of their familial relationship? Oh, no, I haven't seen Return of the Jedi in a long time. Uh, I'm going to guess that they are. Hello, brother. <laughs> uh, the classic line, hello, Here brother. Here I am at Camp Granada. <laughs> I'm so sick of shirts that say hello, brother on them. <laughs> I'm uh, I- I'm looking at the uh, the scoring spreadsheet, which Stephen is, is is filling in. He already put a zero in for that, <laughs> for that round for you. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Because he knows that is not correct. Stephen, do you want to say what the answer is? No. That's uh, not one of, that's not the answer. I just don't know it. Uh, you're oh. actually you're very close by saying no. The answer is I've known. I know. I thought that's what it was. I wasn't uh, sure, but I was like, yes. I think that might be it. Because doesn't she say doesn't say I know? I've always known. Yes. And it's yeah. like yeah, you got, yeah, but you like like you like full on mouth kissed him in the last yeah, movie. She's totally so. lying. Damn it! The second most famous I know in the Star Wars original <laughs> trilogy. I would say third because I think her saying it back to Han is that's pretty true. big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right, Stephen, uh, normally this is where we turn to you for a score check. All right. Uh, after round one, we have a uh, five-way tie for first place. Uh, all right. Good job, everyone. Zero <laughs> points for everyone. So splendid <laughs> work, all of yes. you. Yes. All right. Let's uh, jump back to the top and see if we can spread this out a little bit. Uh, Monty, roll it up. Six. All right. This is coming from Genus 2. This okay, is the cool. only sold in Canada edition. Mm, I understood. Uh, of genus two. Uh, a six is sports and leisure, as is right and proper. <laughs> what, with Pinochle and Rummy, make up the four most popular card games in North America? We're looking, oh. I will tell you that we're looking for two. And this is 1984. Correct. And the the two you've given me are Pinochle and Rummy? Yes. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to base this on my memories of what people were playing in 1984, which was not Hold'em Poker. And go for more of a pinochle feel. Now, my family played Euchre, but that's because they're from Michigan. There's no way that spread very far. <laughs> but I will say bridge and cribbage and hope that gin doesn't count because it's part of rummy. Well, you were half right. Bridge mm-hmm. is correct. Poker is ah. correct. It's not Holden right. poker, I'm sure, but it was, it was poker. Although I will say, being from Wisconsin, I also played an awful lot of euchre. So. <laughs> All right. Riley, it is your turn. Okay. I rolled a five. All right. This is coming from the Star Trek 50th Anniversary Edition. That's right. Ooh. Not 50th. The Star Trek 50th Anniversary Edition. <laughs> oh, wow. This, this could break really easily for me or really bad. So and there's a lot of a, Star Trek. You said that was a five? <laughs> that was a five. All right. Category five. The green category is science and technology. Okay. What was the only known antidote to a Mugato bite? That's M-U-G-A-T-O. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but what was the only known antidote to a Mugato bite? Oh, well, obviously Mugato is the villain in Zoolander, so right. the only known <laughs> antidote would obviously be a uh, a Magnum bite, because Magnum was yes, the, right. the face that's going to blow us all away. Right. I don't know the actual answer, so glorious. I'm actually I'm going with Magnum as my... That's yeah. a that's a great guess, and it makes about as much sense as what's on the back of the card, which is something called Mako Root or Mako Root. Ah, uh, yeah, Avatar yeah. fans. Got it. So it wasn't taking your shirt off and kissing a Vulcan. <laughs> it was apparently not. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right, Cicero, it is your turn. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, Cicero, answer, what's the difference Midwestern card games? Uh, four. <laughs> all right. This is coming from the Walt Disney Family Edition, and I will point out immediately that the Walt Disney Family Edition is not an edition that's all Disney questions. It is simply Aww. it is simply an edition that the Walt Disney Corporation put out in 1986 that has one box for grownups and one box for little kids. So you, I was whole. hoping it was all about the Disney family itself. Like, right. <laughs> yes, that's, it's all questions that Walt Disney asks people. No <laughs> questions about his family specifically. Yeah. Like that would be real unhealthy. I think which Disney. Yeah. Family member likes peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> All right. What was your What was your number? Uh, number four. All right. And this is coming from the. Uh, I try not to say adult box because that sounds like something completely different. <laughs> Welcome to the adult box. It's the grown ups box. So yes. I think it's creepier when you have to say kids box. But we'll right. yes. let that go. Hey kids! <laughs> Time for the kids box. All right, Cicero. Welcome to the world of fantasy. Who does uh, the yeah, from the, from the adult box? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the adult box. Uh, I'm afraid so. 
Uh, who does the blue fairy tell? Quote, a lie grows and grows until it's as plain as the nose on your face. Who does the blue fairy tell? A lie grows and grows um, until grows. it's as plain as the nose on your face. Well, uh, I mean, I guess Pinocchio? You guessed correct. Cicero has put Woo! somebody on the board. Oh, who who do you put on the board? You. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You put yourself on the board with, with an actual right. point, which is... So, so I did it. Yeah, um, so you get to roll right. again. I retire. <laughs> or you can um, retire. Three. All right. This one is coming from the Genus 4 edition. Category 3 is history. All right. Genius 4. History. <laughs> what Br- is history. Got it. What British royal spent over $26,000 on underwear in the 1980s? Um, on underwear. Mm-hmm. Uh that would be uh, Prince Charles's Speedo collection. It would be Lady Diana uh, or Princess Diana. Yes. Yes, correct. It is Princess Diana. And yeah. with that, Cicero has two points. All right. Yeah. Super That's, impressive. Uh, another three. All right. That means you get to choose the edition that your next question comes from. And I will tell oh, you, since this boy. is your first time playing, the most popular edition for people to go to when they have their choice is Junior Trivia 1, which is a trivia game aimed <laughs> at children uh, ages 5 through 9. Uh, <laughs> just, just saying. Um, and... Uh, there's also Junior Trivia 2, which is aimed at children uh, 10 through 13. If Those- you want a challenge. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone's a little afraid of that one. Those are both 1983 editions, so th- yes. those might seem yes, easy, but are. might actually be really hard. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what's what's hilarious is that uh, I could go for Junior Trivia. I am, you know, what the hell with this? I'm trying to win this game. Junior Trivia 1. Do it. Um, because... Uh, in 1983, I was seven, so I was playing this game uh-huh. when when it was mm. published. All right, I was the right dead center in the uh, the age group. This sounds this sounds perfect for you. Then, yeah, this is not yeah. officially a Trivial Pursuit game. It's just a trivia game that my family had uh. and never got rid of, and I captured and took to Canada with me when I moved. Oh, okay. All right. So question number three on this card. There are no categories. It's just numbers. Number three is, Cicero, tell me, which metal is worth more? Or excuse me, which metal is (laughs) worth more money? Gold or silver? Ooh. Oh. Uh, Well, it's, (laughs) so is this, is this in 1983 or is this, or is this today? It is as of 1983, which metal was worth more? More money, right, gold well, or silver. So that's A, D, and D. Advanced Dungeons and Dragons without it. <laughs> right. Yes, right. Yes. Exactly. Um, uh, so that would be gold. It would indeed be gold. Yes. Congratulations, Cicero. I did it. You have I done what it. we call a sweep. You have gotten all three of your questions correct. Doesn't happen Just very often. So Now, is is silver currently valued as higher than gold in today's? No. Uh, okay. I don't think so. <laughs> no. I was like, wow, there, I, learned, there, I, learned, I learned a thing today that I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, for like 30 wrong. seconds, it was um, like five or like during the the aughts. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating. All right. Well, Rachel, that brings us to you. Well, this is very intimidating now that I'm <laughs> following that. a sweep. 
No pressure. I have rolled a four. All right. This is coming from genus three. Category four is the brown category, science and nature. Oh, no. How did folks in Perth, Australia, greet John Glenn during his historic flight? How did folks in Perth, Australia, greet John Glenn during his historic flight? They waved at him? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a good guess. But no, actually, they turned on their lights. Oh, Mm. that does make sense if he went over there when it was night in Perth. Which apparently, I I mean, I assume it was. If they turned on their lights and it was the daytime, I don't know what they were thinking. But yeah. All right, Brian, it is your turn. All right. I've rolled a five. All right. This is coming from the Star Trek 50 anniversary edition. Oh, Darth Vader. (laughs) Category five is Mm. science and technology. What was the name of the self-aware, horned, snake-headed computer on Gamma Trianguli 4? <laughs> or maybe that's 6. I don't know my Roman numerals very well. Well, we're going to need to get that straight before Brian. Right. Yeah. Which one is VI? Yeah. That's, that's six. 4. Six. Is that 6? Six? 6. Okay. No, 6. Yeah. Oh, no. It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, I'm going with Khan. <laughs> good, good on you for picking a Star Trek name does anybody know this it's a vol v-a-a-l vol i I believe believe it was just called back on lower decks as well and i forgot yes yes (laughs) all right uh steven tell us tell us how we stand here cicero has three (laughs) 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 all right that brings us back to the top of the order with monty i have rolled a three all right. This is coming from the Silver Screen Edition. Oh, nice. From 1983. Category three is off screen. So well, that doesn't make any sense. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> what star of Manhattan had a book of photographs titled Reservations published in 1980? Well, I'm, I'm going to go with the main star of Manhattan. Is it Woody Allen? It was not. Yeah. Okay. It was Diane Keaton. Yeah. That's fine. That's who I would have gone with. I, again, I just figured a film director might have opinions on what still photographs look good. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. He plays jazz. Who knows what? It was a, an excellent logical choice. Mm, great. But now Steven, it is right. Uh, keep turn. track of uh, excellent logical guesses, too. <laughs> I will do that. Right next to ghost points and should have been. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, ghost points. Uh, Ooh. Previous previous uh, guests, Annette Weirstra and Kathy Campbell, came up with the concept of ghost points. And that is when you know the answer to somebody else's question. We don't actually oh. track those, but you can track them if you want and if it makes your heart oh, feel so good. I have a ghost point because I knew to die for. There you go. Congratulations, oh. Rachel. And I have one for Diane Keaton, because I would never guess Woody Allen's the right answer for anything again in the rest of my life, even if it was the right answer. <laughs> yeah, and I knew gold was m- worth more than silver. Oh, I, that's, I, I bet lots of you have ghost points yeah. for that one. Yeah. I knew that Perth turned his lights off. Oh. Uh, and also, just for record, I have rolled a two. All Ooh. right. Well, guess what, Riley? Your question is coming from Junior Trivia 1. Yay! So, try to think like a five to nine-year-old from 1983. Okay, got it. Got it. Uh, you said that was a two? Yeah. In American football, if uh-huh. a player carrying the ball loses control of it, he is said to have what? Fumbled. Correct. You are on the board. Okay, do I roll again? You get to roll again. 
All right. I got a five this time. All right. This is coming I'm from... this many. This is coming from Genus 2. And oh, God. <laughs> category 5 in Genus 2, the only sold in Canada edition. Yeah, like, looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> science and nature. This is a great question. What makes up 96% of a cucumber? Is it water? It is water. Yay! <laughs> you got it. Woo! Oh, my God. You get to H2O. You get to roll H2O. <laughs> okay. Uh, I rolled a four. All right. This, once again, is coming from Junior Trivia 1. The cards are in your favor. All right. Number four is, what were the little, or excuse me, what were the three little pigs' houses made of? I do Ooh. need all three. Okay. Um, one is made out of straw. One is made out of brick. And the other one is made out of... Oh, no. I can't remember. Oh, it's been so long. And I've, I've seen so many gritty reboots. Um, Man, I like green jello. Straw little. Yeah. Um, there, was, there was straw. There was brick. And there was... Is it wood? I am going to accept that. Okay. Because it was uh, sticks. Sticks. Okay. Which yeah. were uh, sticks are traditionally made out of wood. So, yeah. congratulations. We have our second sweep of the game. This is Woo! this is amazing. Wow. All yeah. right. Cicero, follow that. Oh boy. Uh I'll follow it with a 2. All right. This is coming from the Walt Disney Family Edition. Once again, it's the grown-ups box. Uh, okay. Cicero, welcome to the world of music. Mm. What word starts song titles completed by than a feeling, than I can say, and than just the two of us? What word starts song titles that are completed by those phrases? The first word or just the first Yeah, we're letter. just looking for first... one. What word uh, st- starts those t- song titles? Uh, more. Correct. You may All right. Again. I was so confused it's, by that. It's a very strangely worded question to not be able to look uh, at and read for yourself. A uh, one. All right. This is coming from Junior Trivia One. So. Oh, no. Whose cartoon telephone number is BC1234? Oh, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whose cartoon telephone number is bc one, two, three, four. All I hate I can to say, say that is, I might have a ghost, ghost point, point for this point. Ghost yeah. point. Yeah. Think like yeah. a five <laughs> to nine-year-old from 1983. Yeah, I think I'm with you, Rachel. I think we're ghost pointing this one. BC, one, two, three, four? BC, one, two, three, four. Oh, boy. Um, let's see. In 1983, mm-hmm. who would have had a phone, Bugs Bunny or Woody Woodpecker? Um. Oh man. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bugs Bunny. I mean, that's no. That's a, that's a cartoon <laughs> character. You're correct. Uh, Ghost yeah. Point, ladies. Fred Flintstone. Yeah, oh, <laughs> it's a living. Oh. I didn't. I didn't watch that show because there were no black people on it. <laughs> all right rachel it is your turn oh no i would like to get a real point as opposed to a ghost point here with a five 
All right. This is coming from the BBC Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit edition. Oh, no. Yeah. The, but this is the one from 2018 that goes all the way through Peter Capaldi in the first season of, uh, of Jodie Whittaker. Sorry. What was your number? It was a three? Five. Five. I can't keep track. All right. Uh, monsters is the category. Green. because Green is the color of monsters. What is the name of the hospital that the Jadoon transport to the moon as they hunt for the plasmavore? Oh, what? Yep. What is the name of the hospital? That is not a monster question. (laughs) That is not a monster question. That is a... That's architecture question. It, it, um, plasmavores are monsters, I think, is there. These are the, the genre ones are all licensed out. They're licensed properties. So the questions are not as good as the proper Trivial Pursuit questions. I will just give you some more time to yeah, think by complaining the, about how I have to turn this card from left to right instead of uh, up and down to read the answer. It's just wrong. Oh, is, is it Hebrew? do you know the hospital yeah i'm going to go with uh, london central hospital to be as generic as possible (laughs) that's a good generic guess but it is incorrect it was the royal hope hospital what if it was like the london north hospital like it was (laughs) (laughs) sorry different direction direction, right all right brian do not roll that die because (gasps) you are getting a Checks trivia question. Yes. Yeah. Back in the night. <laughs> it's the checks trivia time. That's my new song I wrote for checks trivia. Very it's great. Nice. Very nice. Well, it's a checks music trivia question. So that's actually oh, extra perfect. Uh, yes. Uh, back oh. in 1984 or thereabouts, checks cereal had little uh, trivia cards. It was like roughly the size of a deck of cards. came in a tiny little box. My mom thinks that they actually came in the cereal boxes and that we didn't even have to send away for them. I'm not sure if that's how it happened. But yeah, I've got three that I have saved. And uh, and this is the Czech's music trivia. So I get to roll because there's eight questions on a card. And uh, I got a one here for you. So see if you can tell me what group was led by Burton Cummings. I'm sorry, do you mean what outfit? i do uh burton cummings uh would they have a phone number of bc one two three four (laughs) i can't give you any let's see how many let's see how many comebacks i can fit into this one uh stalling response uh yeah there you go uh hmm, i'm going with the california raisins (laughs) i like the guess yeah it's rare that somebody gets a, a Trek's trivia question correct. Stephen, would you, you know, like it's to It's really fill... sad that it's sad that he wasn't able to guess who the answer to that question is. Ah, okay. Uh, Ghost point. All for of Ryan. Canada looks down upon you, Brian Hamilton. It's the guess who. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. A little, little CanCon um, from Czech's Czech's trivia. Surprise. All right. I don't care if their biggest hit was like twenty five years before you were born. You should know this. <laughs> Uh, I searched for Guess Who on the Google, and the first is a 2005 American comedy called Guess Who, and the second is Guess Who, the two-player guessing game. I love game. that game. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> All right. Uh, Steven, tell us our scores. Well, we have a game now, uh, at least between two people. Uh, um, <laughs> Cicero wow. has wow. four points. Riley has three. Everyone else still looking to get on the board. I'm sure it's going to happen in round four. You know what, you guys, the rest of you, you, you're my favorite. Monty, Rachel, Brian, you're my favorites. Oh. oh. That's it. Right. I have those points works. to keep me warm at night, and that's all that matters. <laughs> oh. I've won right. this game before, I'm fine. Yeah, you have. That's true. All right. Well, it is your turn to roll, Monty, so 
three. Three. All right. This is coming from the 20th anniversary edition. Okay. Category, category three is news. Hmm. What computer CEO uttered what Vanity Fair considered the best business quote of 1997? Quote, to heck with Janet Reno. Okay, so the, the quote was, to heck with Janet Reno. It, that was the quote, and we want to know what computer CEO uttered it. Okay. Well, um, caring about Janet Reno does narrow down the time a bit. Uh, it was 1997, the business <laughs> quote. Oh. Best business quote <laughs> oh. of 1997. Okay. That narrows it down a lot, too. That narrows it down even yeah. more. So now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> so all I have to do is remember every computer CEO that existed in 1997 and uh, say Bill Gates. It was not Bill Gates. It was mm. Steve Ballmer. Steve Ch- mm. I would probably have said Steve Jobs anyway if I was trying Apple. So let's Yeah, I would have. Yeah. All right, Riley. It's your turn. I am rolling a four. I got a four this time. All right. This is coming from the Walt Disney Family Edition. This time it's from the kids box. Mm. Okay. All right. So, Riley, welcome to the world of fantasy. What kind of facial hair does the King of Hearts sport in Alice in Wonderland? Uh, Wait, I don't understand the question. (laughs) What kind of facial hair does the King of Hearts sport in Alice in Wonderland? Is it a goatee? I'm afraid it's not. He has a mustache. Oh. There you go. Cicero, that brings us to you. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Two again. All right. This is coming from the 1980s edition, which came out in 1991. Category two is entertainment. What former Led Zepper jammed with guitar pioneer Les Paul at his 72nd birthday party? What former Led Zepper? I, yeah. I hate that. I hate that so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What it's pronounced Led... Zephyr. <laughs> yeah. I, am, guitar I am taking a, a point of order. I am uh, registering an official complaint with that question. Thank you very much. <laughs> so okay. noted. So noted. We've never yeah. said, I'm a Led Zeppelin fan, and we've never said Led Zepper. <laughs> yes. I, I so. knew you were going to be mad as soon as that word came out of my mouth. Well... Uh, yes, I am so offended by by these, this phrase and term that I demand a new question <laughs> from a new category. Uh, denied. <laughs> uh, damn I appreciate it. your mockery. I really, th- I really thought it would work. Uh, let's see. So um, I'm I'm going to make people even more annoyed with this guess by saying Phil Lesh. <laughs> that doesn't annoy me because I don't know who that is. It's the um, basis for the Grateful Dead. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, that explains why I didn't know who that was. Uh, no, Stephen, would you like to tell us? James Stephen? Patrick Page, a.k.a. Jimmy Page. Yes. Like, oh, Jimmy Page. Jim. That is a – those are two words that I have heard used together mm-hmm. before. Oh, the famed um, Led Zepper. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, fun fact. Oh, no. Les Paul is from Waukesha, Wisconsin, which is – basically where i'm oh. from and there is a, a road named oh. after him and the signs have guitars on them wow yeah. all right rachel it is your turn all right let's try to get an actual point with a four all right this is coming from genus three which came out in 1994 category four is science and nature again mm-hmm. 
What 10-pound creature did Ben Franklin electrocute with six Leyden jars? L-E-Y-D-E-N. Oh, my God. And L is capitalized. What 10-pound creature did Ben Franklin electrocute with six Leyden jars? This is gross. Why, why is this man considered a hero? Uh, <laughs> <Right>? He's <laughs> from Philadelphia, Stephen. Maybe well, it's an evil God. creature. Well, right. I mean, some somebody from Philadelphia would electrocute a defenseless creature. <laughs> right. That checks out. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say his cat. <laughs> you know what? That's what jumped into my head, too. That's, I'm kind of glad not the answer. Uh, does anybody know this? <laughs> A baby. It, is it an elf? Yes. <laughs> is it a rat? No, it was a turkey. Oh. A turkey. Which, if I remember correctly, oh, Benjamin Franklin was arguing to be like the official bird of the United States against the eagle, yet he was electrocuting them? <laughs> in, in protest. Ryan, let's hope for a less grisly question. You get to roll. Uh, I rolled a five. All right. This is coming from the Walt Disney Family Edition from the Grown Ups box. So... <sighs> Brian, welcome to the world of science. Science? Mm-hmm. How many science. bones do, 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 How many bones do. are there in the human face? And it's multiple choice. Is it seven, fourteen, or twenty-one? So those are all multiples of seven. Uh-huh. That's true. The face. How many bones are there in the human face? Seven, fourteen, or twenty-one? Does the skull not just count as one? Huh. Okay. I'm going with 14. I'm afraid not. It's seven. Uh, damn it. It's only seven. No, it no, doesn't count as one. The jaw is separate. The ear has three bones in it. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> the ear's not the face. It, no, but it's in the skull. It's part of the skull. The skull is. counts as what? I think they. I think they may have been counting, counting that. Yes. All right, Stephen. Uh, I mean, the scores haven't actually changed since the last round, but maybe no. You just but a, 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 a historic uh, second round of no points. Congratulations, everyone. That's rarely been done in this history of this podcast. So congratulations, we everyone. Yeah, we did it. Part of We're history. memorable. The, uh, yes. After four rounds, the score remains Cicero with four, Riley with three, and Erica. Trying to pick which one of those three people with zero are her favorite. All of them. All of them. It's me. She said at the beginning. (laughs) Don't go back and check. I guess I did. It's too bad we weren't recording that. Um, Let's move along. Monty. Ah, Oh, God. Uh, I rolled a one, and I'd like some of these Disney uh, family questions everybody else has been getting, please. All right. Well, Monty, your question, I'm afraid, is not coming from the Disney edition or the Junior Trivia edition. It's Trivial Pursuit, Volume 6. Category one is people and places. What nation's McDonald's patrons were the first to slurp shamrock shakes? Well, clearly they're trying to trick me into saying Ireland, but I cannot imagine they would actually launch shamrock shakes in Ireland. It's got to be the United States. My answer is the United States. Guess what, Monty? I'm so mad right now. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what corporation decided to launch their shamrock shakes in Ireland? It's McDonald's. McDonald's. Okay. Burger King. Yep. Right. So. All right. Riley, it is your turn. All right. Let's see here. 
I got a five this time. All right. This is coming from the Lord of the Rings movie trilogy collector's edition, which oh, is no. <laughs> one of my one of my newest editions of Trivial Pursuit. So I'm still pretty excited about it, except I'm, really, right. except I'm also really mad at it because they gave colors to all of the categories. And yet these cards are brown. They are brown and lighter brown. They have little icons, but they're not colored. Why? Trivial Pursuit. Why? Sorry. Oh and number five is warfare, it turns out, according to this chart, the sheet you sent us. It is. So. Yeah. And on the card, uh, it's just a little picture of a, a sword or a dagger. It's not yellow. It's not yellow at oh. all. But oh, warfare great. is indeed your category. So can you tell me, who does Aragorn order the hobbits to stay close to during the orc attack in Balin's tomb? Oh, is it... Um, is it... Um... Is it Sean Bean? <laughs> I can't remember his. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's um, um, Faramir. It is not. Uh, is it, it Boromir? It's not. It's actually okay. Gandalf. Oh, well, that makes more sense. <laughs> All right. Cicero, it is your turn. Oh, yeah. I forgot his plan. That um, clever war scene of Gandalf protecting the gods. All right. <laughs> Yeah, the, the categories in the genre editions are are a little weird. <laughs> All right, Cicero, what did you Number get? four. All right, this is coming from Trivial Pursuit Volume 6. Category four is science and nature. What do naturalists call the offspring of a male lion and a female tiger? Uh, uh, they call them abominations. <laughs> uh... So um, that is a as popularized by the seminal film Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> it is a liger. It is correct. I take issue with <laughs> describing Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> as seminal, but uh, but yes, it's definitely a liger. So you're getting that one right. Bradford skills and magic. Exactly what right. I was going to say. <laughs> you get to roll again. Uh, number three. All right, this is coming from the Lord of the Rings Movie Trilogy Collector's Edition, Category 3. It's supposed to be orange. It's not. It's just brown. But it's a little brown tree, and the category is good characters. So, Ents. What, trees. Good. I got it. We're what done. item bearing the white hand <laughs> you, does Aomer show his king as proof of Sauron's treachery? What item bearing the white hand? Well, the white hand. Does Aomer yes. show his king as proof of Saruman's treachery. It would be the head of an orc high or an orc. Uh, I, I, I'm not honestly not sure whether to give this to you because the actual answer on the card is a helmet. But if that helmet was on the head of an orc high, I want to give it to you, but I haven't seen the movie in a long time. So I'm honestly not sure. Uh, I'm going to object. <laughs> Oh, all right. Objection Monty, noted. let's go. Uh, what I found was captions of the moment ah. saying he drops a orc helmet on the ground and it rolls over. Okay. I think, that's, okay. I think that's the proof we need. I think that's the proof that we need. That is the proof The proof 12 angry need. men have, uh, have concluded that, uh, yeah, no point in that one. All right. Welcome back uh, to episode four of Serial Season 4. I, I appreciate where we discuss the helmet <laughs> right. that was dropped at the feet of the king. I appreciate the players doing my research for me. Thank you. If it slows Cicero down, I'll do all the research you need. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Rachel. It is your turn. All right. Let's 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 try a three. 
All right. This is coming from Trivial Pursuit Volume 6. Category 3 is History. How many women were featured on National Geographic's Timeline of the Human Race from 30,000 B.C. to (laughs) A.D. 2000? It is not multiple choice. Oh, no. I want to say that the answer is zero because, you know, women, who needs them? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm going to go with zero. You're on the board. Ooh, I thought it was one and it was Eve. Nope, not a single one. Nope. So you get to roll again? This is why. Monty, we're all alone in the very back now. It's uh, it's rather lonely back here. Rachel just ceased to be one of my favorites, though, so. Oh, no. That's how that works. I'll take the point, though. (laughs) See, now I know what's more important. All right. I have just rolled a six. Okay. This is coming from the Silver Screen Edition. The category is Portrayals. Who played singer Samantha Taylor in 10? And 10 is both italicized and in quotes. Who played singer Samantha Taylor in 10? I have neither heard of the film 10 nor Samantha Singer. So Samantha Taylor, who was oh, a Samantha singer. Samantha Taylor, who was a singer in the movie 10. Mm-hmm. Samantha Singer played which Taylor uh, in the movie 10? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, I, uh, pick somebody I got who it. could have played. And Ghost I will tell point. you that the uh, silver screen edition came out in 1983 so if you want to guess an actress who was active sometime before 1983 uh, Jodie Foster it's a good guess does anybody know this one it's Bo something Bo right Derek. Bo, no, Derek. Bo Derek yeah. Bo Derek was Bo not Derek. the character they were looking for oh that no. there's somebody she was... else in that movie Wait, besides there's Bo two, Derek and there's Moore? two women in that movie apparently oh right. <laughs> The 10 movie with Bo Derek. Oh, my God. Of course I know the movie 10 with Bo Derek. Mm-hmm. I, oh. I mean, I'm assuming that that's this movie, but I guess Julie Andrews was in it and played a singer. Oh, wow. Really? Really? Interesting. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Brian, let's, let's see if we can learn some more interesting facts. I rolled a one. All right. This is coming from, oh, my newest edition, the Harry Potter edition. The category is The Dark Arts. What does okay. what does Dumbledore conjure to protect himself and Harry from the inferi in the cave? Hmm. Harry and Dumbledore are in a cave in, I believe, the Half Blood Prince, which is the only Harry Potter movie I saw at midnight when it came out without having read the book, and I was really surprised by the ending of that one. Um, I'm gonna guess a Patronus. Uh, the answer is fire. Okay, well, that's different than the Patronus. <laughs> sure. I don't know anything about these. So I'm just like, uh-huh, the word is different. So, no. All right, Stephen, give us our score check. As far as I know, a Patronus is a type of wine. Um, the, the score heading into the last regular round of this game is Cicero with five, Riley with three, Rachel now on the board with one, and Brian and Monty still getting dealt a poor hand. With the questions they're getting, they have no points. That is very true. That is that is the nature of random pursuit. It's super random. All right, Monty. Three. All right. This is coming from the 1960s edition. Category three is headlines. Where were most of the U.S. soldiers killed in Vietnam? Hit the chest. In the back. 
chest, head, or stomach. It's it's multiple oh, choice. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, it still could be in the back and the chest, I, head, or I, stomach. I think it's a more interesting answer if the majority of them were hit in the back. <laughs> but, okay, let's see. Head is small, and I played some video games, so I know they're hard to hit. Chest is bigger. Stomach is even bigger. I'm saying stomach. It was actually the head. All right, then. Really? Wow. Dark. Yep. Good shooting. Mm. All right, Riley. It is your okay, turn. Roll them up here. Shot in the seven face bones. I got a three. <laughs> All right. This is coming from the Baby Boomers edition. Oh. Cate- okay, Boomer. Category three is uh, <laughs> nightly news. Okay. How much was Spiro Agnew fined for income tax evasion? Oh, no. I'm sorry. It's not multiple choice. <laughs> uh, his head. Um, oh, no. Um, well, this is pretty basic Spiro Agnew trivia. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. I know that he's a robot that carries around Nixon's head in Futurama. Um, and uh, I know he's a that- zombie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I am going to say I don't know the answer to the question. Uh, Fifty thousand dollars. That's a good round number. Wow. It was it was ten thousand dollars. Wow. With today's inflation, that would be two point four billion dollars. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Cicero. My rolls are boring. One. All right. Well, we'll see how boring it is. It's coming from the Star Wars edition. Category uh, one. Yub yub. Is characters. <laughs> Who Ewoks, I won. Who does Vader inform, quote, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Ewoks. Um, that would be uh, his his friend, the old hermit, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It would indeed. You are correct. You need to roll again. One. All right. That means you get to choose the edition your question comes from. Oh, man. I would have chosen the Star Wars trivia, but I just had Star Wars trivia. So uh, I'm going to go with Junior Trivia 2. Okay. Pull out a Junior Trivia 2 card. All right. Number one on the Junior Trivia 2 card. Remember, this is for ages 10 to 13 in 1983. Christy McNichol and Tatum O'Neill were the lead actresses in what summer camp movie? Oh, you gotta be kidding me. I'm I know I the heck out of this answer. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think we're gonna have a ghost point for Monty. Oh, man. I also so, have a ghost point. Right, I may so, have a ghost point, but we'll find out. Right, so, okay, Christy McNichol, mm-hmm. and who else? Tatum O'Neill. And Tatum O'Neill. Were the lead actresses in what the, summer camp movie? But for 10 to 13-year-olds? Apparently. Uh, I mean, summer camp is uh, a kid's thing. Yeah, but the only summer camp movies that I know are <laughs> Not <for> uh, Meatballs <laughs> and and uh, F- Friday the 13th. Yeah, this sounds like um, it might be targeted more towards girls. That might be why. Like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. Uh I'm going to go with, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Friday the 13th. <laughs> that is, I oh, guess, the famous 10 to 13 movie. Friday <laughs> yes. The 13th. Yes. Yes. Yeah, got yeah, 13. Friday the 13th. Yeah. Right. They're 13th. Yes. Tuesday the 10th to Friday the 13th. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Rachel, Monty, want to pipe in? 
That's, That's a Little Darlings. That is Little Darlings, oh. a movie in which teenage girls get to summer camp and immediately make a bet on which of them can lose their virginity first. What? And I know that because I read a Gen Mad 13. Magazine parody when I was 10 years old. <laughs> okay, oh. so Monty has established that 10-year-olds might actually know the answer to this question, even though it seems incredibly inappropriate. I don't know who Mad Magazine's target audience was. All right, Rachel, it is your turn. I have rolled a one. All right. This is this is also coming from Junior Trivia 2. So, mm. Oh, no. Now I got to eat it. <laughs> just like <laughs> railing on that last one. Okay. Um, what was Archie Bunker's nickname for his wife, Edith? Oh, no. Oh, no, indeed. Uh, I've watched a lot of that show. And I, oh, no. Because the the most famous nickname from that show is Meathead. <laughs> what was Archie Bunker's nickname for his wife, Edith? Uh, I oh I don't remember. That sucks. I feel like a loser now because I should know that. You're a winner in my book, even if you don't know this answer. <laughs> but not Stevens. <laughs> but you're also not one of our favorites still. <laughs> yeah, I got Sorry. Sorry. All in the family. I love you. Can I make a guess? Is it is it just something like Edie? It's not. Does anybody okay. know this one? It's Dingbat. It is Dingbat. Oh. Yep. Beloved uh, television character Archie Bunker. Uh-huh. <laughs> At least he's written to be a bigot. Like, he's not I written know. like, we're all supposed to like this guy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> At least he wasn't constantly threatening to punch his wife to the moon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> true. Could be worse. Oh, the bar was yes. so low. Uh, Brian, <laughs> it is your turn. Oh, speaking of the bar being low, I got three. All right. This is wow. coming from Genus 5. Category 3 is History. What 2000 presidential hopeful chose Taken Care of Business as a theme song? I know that was written by Bachman Turner Overdrive and not Guess Who. Do I get a point for that? Uh, if you had said Bachman Turner Overdrive and pronounced it correctly, you would have. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Sorry, Brian. Uh, <laughs> you can't get it. Just digging myself into way. a deeper hole. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. I think Randy Bachman was in both of those bands. I have no I'm going with I have no idea. Al Gore. Uh, I'm afraid not. It was George W. Bush. Yeah, Al Gore was, I uh, ain't seen nothing yet. Presidential wow. hopeful. He was the president then, though, well, right? Uh, well, he was a presidential hopeful, hopeful in 2000. Pres- oh, come. Mm-hmm. Presidential hopeful made me think immediately someone that did not get the president. Uh, okay. Tricky question. Ill- his ill-advised song choice should have been the tiebreaker in the Supreme Court decision that gave him the presidency, I think. <laughs> well, he also, I mean, in his defense, Al Gore also picked like the easiest to make fun of song choice, which was You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet, mm-hmm. which is a terrible choice when you are the the quote-unquote incumbent vice president trying to become the president like you ain't seen nothing yet you should vote for me Uh (laughs) that is true (laughs) all right steven at the end of our final normal round tell us where we stand well here we go uh monty and brian bafflingly sit at the bottom uh i expect much better out of both of you (laughs) Woo! high five uh as i say questions are weird in this one uh rachel has one riley has three and cicero leads with six 
All right. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to do the order a little different. In this round, we are going to start at the top with Cicero, and we are going to determine the number that is the goal. So, Cicero, there are no question limits this time. If you just keep answering questions right, we go and go and go until oh. until we get really sleepy and oh, decide to no. call it off. Oh, man. All right, guys. Oh, no. Three. Three. That is coming from genus four. The category is history. Oh, yeah. What Easy. cleric addressed the UN in English, <laughs> French, Spanish, Russian, Arabic, and Chinese in 1995? Uh, is it uh, F.W. de Cleric from South Africa? <laughs> um, I love that answer. That's a great answer. Uh, is it? Is it? Oh man! I, so. Man, uh, the only person who I know that would be able to do this would be Henry Kissinger. But in 95, was he still? Yeah, I guess he was still around in in 95. So I'm going to go with Henry Kissinger. Afraid not. I don't think he was a cleric. Um, Yeah, he's definitely a barbarian barbarian or a rogue. I I go warlock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, warlock might be accurate. Mm -hmm. Listen, I've played D&D with... with, uh, with this guy, he plays cleric. Yeah, fair, fair. It was Kissing, Kissinger. It was actually uh, Pope John Paul II. Ah, but that still puts the the goal at six points, which is a very healthy and respectable score for random pursuit. So that is what we are aiming for, and we are now going to loop around and uh, and start with Monty to see if Monty. Can, all you need is six in a row to tie. That's it. Be the one of us to succeed, Monty. Please, I'm counting on you. Okay. One. All right. It is coming from the Lord of the Rings trili- oh, movie trilogy on. collectors edition. Sorry. The, the cards I would like of- to lodge a protest. Give me a genus edition. Come on, just one original <laughs> no. genus edition. Let me get a point. <laughs> the cards have just not been in your favor this time. But I will tell you that category one in the Lord of the Rings movie trilogy collectors edition <laughs> is my favorite trivial pursuit category of all time. Now, is this. Wow. What collectors are they talking about when they say collector's edition? It seems like it's just you, people who collect <laughs> Trivial Pursuits. No, there are also people who collect things related to the Lord of the Rings in those okay. movies. So, so there are at least three other people out there that probably have this. <laughs> this game. is the Venn diagram of those mm-hmm. two interests. Yes, but category one uh, in this edition is what's supposed to be the green category. It's not green, it's brown. It's, it's mm. a leaf. It's a picture of a leaf. But the category is things. <laughs> okay, narrowed it down. Love it. Isn't that great? And My almost, favorite category is what we get. It's world not of like places the other categories have not been completely on point either. So, right, this one won't have a thing in it. It'll be very strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, okay. What does Pippin claim to be doing when Mary hears him say something treeish? <sighs> okay. Well. Presumably, this is the scene. Well, we don't even know what scene it is. He's learned treeish at this point, which means he's drunk from the uh, water at the. I'm just putting in all trivia I can think of that's sort of related. It's to, like, impressing me. It. So you got that. So that pe- oh, that's. I've given up on winning. I'm just trying to impress someone. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did he claim to be doing when Mary uh, stands for Mariotic, by the way? Uh, <laughs> When Mary heard him speaking treeish, or t- say something treeish, and the T in tree is capitalized, and there's a hyphen between tree and ish. 
Oh, tree-ish. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the language. Just said something that was sort of similar to a tree. Yes. What does Pippin claim to be doing when Mary hears him say something tree-ish? Coughing. Stretching. Fine. <laughs> I am I am very sorry, Monty. The cards were very, very against you. This I time. have gotten zero points in a Trivial Pursuit game, and I am furious. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that brings us to Brian, uh, who was your, your point twin. Go get him, Brian. Hello. Uh, for the first time, uh, I've gotten the same you amount. Make me be last on my own. <laughs> for the first time, I have the same amount of points as Monty in a Trivial Pursuit game, and I'm really <laughs> proud of that. Uh, that's a two. All right. This is coming from the Silver Screen Edition, which ah. m- might be my favorite uh, on the card abbreviation. It's the, the pink category. It's uh, T-I-T is what it says on the card. <laughs> and I giggle every time because I'm a- as do I. 12 at heart. Yep. Uh, it stands for titles. It stands for titles. Are you sure? Because it can stand for other things. I'm pretty sure. What f- okay. What film did William Holden win his only Oscar for? William Holden. Hmm. I'm holding my breath thinking of uh, responses to this. His only Oscar. I did not realize that he only won one. I do not know who this is, so... Uh, <laughs> That'll make your victory all go- the sweeter. <laughs> I'm going to go with William Holden. The Apartment. That's a movie. That is a movie. But it is not... Do I get a point? It is not the correct answer. Oh. Nope. Does anybody what else was have a guess on this one? Stalag it's actually... 13? You're, uh, you're a few numbers off. It's not like 17. 17. Yeah, yep. there we go. Yeah, which actually is a movie that we have done on Old Movie Club on the Incomparable Network. It's good. It is. It's very good. I, I, I thought you said Dalek 17, which is not <laughs> a, a movie. very different. That would be well, a very yes. different film. Uh, what's the movie called again? Stalag 17. Stalag 17. Picture a more serious Hogan's Heroes. I thought you said NC-17, which is a rating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was the rating for that summer camp movie we talked about earlier. (laughs) Yes, which Monty saw at 10. (laughs) No, I just read a Mad Magazine parody at 10. Anyone else have a uh, 17 joke they can make? I thought it was Edge of 17, the Stevie Nicks song. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was only 17, the Winger song. So there. I, I just haven't seen the movie that was named after the Stevie Nicks song starring Woody Harrelson. <laughs> uh, okay, Rachel, it is now your turn. You have a point, so you only need five in a row to tie. Only five. Yep. I have rolled a three, which has been bad luck for me this entire game. So let's continue. <laughs> well, this is uh, coming from the Walt Disney Family Edition. From oh, the, no. From the kids box. So, Rachel, welcome to the world of people. Where was filmmaker Francis Ford Coppola born? Detroit, New York City, or San Diego? I'm just going to say Detroit. You are correct. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Complain about those uh, questions. Good and job, get brand, right. ra- brain randomizer. All right. Uh, you get to roll again. All right. I've got a two this time. All right. This is coming from the Silver Screen Edition, which means your category is T-I-T for titles. (laughs) 
What, <laughs> what Mel Brooks film featured the ditty, quote, don't be stupid, be a smarty, come and join the oh! Nazi party. Oh! Oh! Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of... That's uh, the producer. Yes. Oh, why can't be... Why couldn't that have been the T-I-T I got? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's a great question. I will say the producers is probably the Mel Brooks thing I know the least about. Oh, interesting. That I've only seen oh. it once. It's like most of his other stuff. Which, yeah. which one? All right, you get to roll again. I got a one. All right, this is coming from the Walt Disney Family Edition, this time from the Grown Ups box. Rachel, welcome to the world of places. Which of That's course, just the world. Just the world. That's just the world. <laughs> that is the world. I'm always sad when there's an episode of Random Pursuit where this doesn't happen. <laughs> so this, this makes me pleased. All right. What Disney film do Parisians know as, oh boy, I don't know how to pronounce French, so forgive me, uh, Blanche Neige et les Sept Nains. And I will spell that for you. First word, B-L-A-N-C-H-E. Second word, N-E-I-G-E. Then Uh et, E-T, and then les, L-E-S, and then sept, S-E-P-T, and then N-A-I-N-S. Well, thank you, high school friends, for letting me know that that would be Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Good job. Good job. Yeah, I feel like my Canadian card is about to be revoked because I don't even know remote pronunciation for French words. It's going to be very difficult to get your uh, citizenship with pronunciation like that. After that that one. Nobody tell them about that. That was how Canadians pronounced French. (laughs) All right, Rachel, you get to rule again. All right, give me a one. Uh, you had a one in your last card. That means you get to choose oh. the edition this question comes from. Oh, no. This mm-hmm. is going to make it worse when I get it wrong. <laughs> um, it does increase the pressure. It's true. What about the TV edition? Uh, you know, I will t- because you're new to the show, I will tell you the TV edition is terrible and very difficult okay. and has like very specific questions from a lot of shows from like the 50s and 60s and 70s but if that's your thing that sounds cat- terrible i love that, that sounds one. terrible yeah it, it, if monty loves it usually it's no good for anybody else hey man <laughs> <laughs> okay then i'm gonna go with the junior trivia Story. one okay junior trivia one who drives the general lee oh no oh I mean, it's the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> yes, yes, I know it it's that show. <laughs> that is what they are asking for, Rachel. Oh, uh, I mean, specifically, actually, but the card like, says the card says the Duke Boys, but the Dukes of Hazard yeah. is actually more specific. So I am going to give that one to you. Congratulations! Oh, okay. Yes, Bo and Luke. I thought I was going to have to know their first names. Nope. You know, there's a season where it's not Bo and Luke. That's the, uh, true. Actors. That is true held out so they got in two other guys named Coy and Vance who were their cousins right. it was the cousins. that is a piece of trivia I am so glad I do not know <laughs> yeah alright Rachel you're within one of tying right now so oh no yeah no okay. pressure pressure is on and I have rolled a two alright this is coming from the Trivial Pursuit Millennium Edition I need to specify that's millennium not millennial so category two is arts and entertainment what Murphy Brown character was married to Phyllis and had kids Felicia, Philip, Lil Phil, 
and Phil. What Murphy Brown character was married to Phyllis and had kids, Felicia, Philip, Lil Phil, and Phil. Oh, God, I'm trying to remember the characters on that show. Because it was a long time ago. It really was a long time ago, wasn't it? Weren't they rebooting like, that? They rebooted it. Yeah, my friend wrote for it. Okay. Wow. I mean, there was a character named Phil on the show. So I'm going to have to go with Phil. You are currently tied for nice. the lead. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. This is, this is a, I'm not going to say it's an unprecedented run because Jason Snell had an amazing run at Galley one year uh, to come from behind and win. So we'll see. You know, maybe maybe that'll happen again. Uh, but you Was that the infamous cheese episode? That was the infamous cheese and cracker wars episode. It was. Yep. All right. But Rachel, you get to roll again. Okay. I got a five. All right, this is coming from the Harry Potter edition. Category five is oh, no. magical objects. According to Professor Dumbledore, what kind of objects could conceal a horcrux? What kind of objects could conceal a horcrux? Like, I, is, I do is, not know. This is an example of a poorly, like, a, this is a, a very genre edition question. Yeah, as a person who read the books once each and have seen the movies once each, except for Goblet of Fire because of David Tennant. So I watched that over and over again. Um, I will say, like, reflective objects, like glass. Nope, that's that's not it. This is practically a trick question. Uh, the answer is any object. Oh, that's an awful question. Isn't it? That yeah. is a terrible question. The, the, I don't feel bad about getting it wrong. Not one bit. All right. Uh, Riley, it is down to you. You are the okay. last, last best hope for, for unseating our now two winners. This is going to be anticlimactic after what just happened with that Rachel run. But all right. Uh, I have a three. Tell me, Riley One Kenobi. You're our only hope. <laughs> I have a three. All right. This is coming from the silver screen edition. Okay. The category is off screen. Okay. What was the given name of seven of the first 11 winners of the Best Director Oscar? What? What was the given name of seven of the first 11 winners of the Best Director Oscar? <laughs> Is it D.W. Griffith? <laughs> but we're just looking for one, just the given name. So a first name, basically. Is it David? I'm afraid it's not. Okay. Anybody have a guess at this one? This is fascinating. I'll just throw out John. Nope. All right. I'm on the Wikipedia page, it's, so I will not guess, but it is fascinating. It's it's Frank. Oh, Capra, sure. Yeah, and apparently Cap like three others, or no, six others. Well, let's uh, let's look it up. Yeah. People want to hear the facts. Frank Borzage, or Borzaji, for Seventh Heaven in 1928. Frank Lloyd for The Divine Lady in 1929. Mm. Uh, Lewis Milestone, All Quiet in the Western Front. Norman Torog, Skippy, Frank Borzage again. Never heard of this guy, but he's got two Best Director actors for Bad Girl this time. Then Frank Lloyd for Cavalcade. Mm -hmm. Frank Capra, It Happened One Night. John Ford, The Informer. Frank Capra, Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. Uh, Leo McCary, The Awful Truth. Frank Capra, You Can't Take It With You. Wow. So there's multiple Franks in there. I am impressed. All right. Well, Stephen, give, uh, give us the final roundup here. 
Well, uh, Brian and Monty both finished with zero. Shutouts are rare in this. Uh, I am reminded. I am reminded (laughs) by, uh, I don't know the exact uh, history of it all, but Don Bradman was one of the great cricketers of his age. He he was an Australian, and he was leagues above everyone else in, in his entire career. And on his last game... All he had to do was get four runs in the first inning to have a perfect average of 100 during his entire life, and he got a wicket. He got a duck. He got a zero. One of the great cricketers in his age, his last time at bat, was to be completely bowled out. And I feel that's what happened to Monty today with his shutout. So, Monty, they are going to be better times ahead for you, sir, because you are very skilled at this game. Um, Riley with three. Wait, what about me? (laughs) And Brian was also there. Brian also (laughs) finished with zero. Brian, you don't know anything about cricket. Um, uh, I did say Brian earlier. Um, but look at this. I, I love this, though. We have a tie for first place. Cicero and Rachel both finish with six. I do like ties for first place. Congratulations, you guys. And thank thank you to all of you. for. I, I feel like Stephen was going to say something about me, and then we, we just completely ignored it. Like, like someone interrupted, and then <laughs> I was never mentioned again. Riley has three points. <laughs> Riley was also here. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one thing to finish in the middle of the pack. It's one thing to win previously and then finish with no points like Monty did today. Go hard or go home. The Monty <laughs> yeah, talk about something story. else if you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Riley, it's an honor to be and also there with you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I want to thank all of my random players. Thank you, Monty, Riley, Cicero, Rachel, and Brian. And special thanks to my scorekeeper and best friend, Stephen Schapansky. Of course, thank you as always to our non-random listeners. Please join us again on the next Incomparable Game Show. Hasta luego!